0: Hey guys, welcome back to a new episode. This one really is supposed to kind of run in tandem with Monday's episode. Monday was about the distinction between discomfort and things that are actually possibly painful. And discomfort is its own area where if we push through it, there's health on the other side of that. Now, today we want to apply it in that same way and say when pain shows up, if we're willing to push through it, there's potentially health and growth, not only through the process, but on the other side of that. And For me, one of the more eureka moments I had over the last couple months, I was listening to Beyond, I think it's Beyond Order, sometimes I say it's Beyond Chaos and I totally get it mixed up, but I think it's Beyond Order from Jordan Peterson, and he shares this short little anecdote about Peter Pan and Wendy, and Peter Pan decides that he wants to stay in a continual state of adolescence and have a very naive sense of the world, so he knows good and he knows fun and he knows jolliness and he knows how to be lighthearted. And he's aware of evil, but his interplay with evil is just very juvenile. Now, Wendy has the same option. Wendy can stay in Neverland forever, or she can grow up. She can leave Neverland. She can go out into the real world and she can learn how to navigate both good and evil by growing in skills and building her abilities and learning like Monday's episode to have tough conversations and learning to have boundaries and learning to grow in assertiveness. And so that for me was one of those questions where I asked myself, what's going on with you, Steph, that you're resisting some of the growth process? Why are you wanting to stay in a state of adolescence or a state of immaturity in some areas? And then I could ask myself, do you actually want to grow up? Do you want to go out into the world and build the skills necessary to navigate adulthood well? Now, there's a lot of reasons that we might kind of bulk at this. And one of them is growing up is hard. And We are people who are avoidant to pain. Our brains are wired to avoid pain. Our bodies are wired to avoid pain. It's really a protective feature. But those are cues from our survival parts. Those are cues from the part of the brain that that more reptilian place, that amygdala. It's why when we touch a hot stove, we've already retracted our hand before we feel the burn. And these are good features to not blindly walk towards pain. That's a good thing. To not invite unnecessary pain. That's a good thing. But sometimes these features go rogue. Sometimes they send us faulty danger signals because we've not taken the time to grow in discernment between what is dangerous, what is neutral, and what is safe. So I go back to last week's episode about belief systems, and sometimes we paint the world with broad strokes, and we say things like, all men are predators, or we say things like, people can't be trusted. And and that's our belief system, but it's an immature posture. It's painting the world with broad strokes so we don't have to go through kind of the hard, tenuous path of learning what's dangerous what's neutral and what's safe but when we want to grow in wisdom and discernment that's going to happen in a different part of our brain the amygdala keeps us locked into that fear center but if we bring things up into that processing center that prefrontal cortex suddenly we can grow in skills and we can grow in abilities and we can grow in discernment because we engage processing and reasoning and we engage that part of our brain this happens through life experiences and that's why therapy is such a valuable tool our brains are very malleable and so i'm someone who really likes among other pieces, I, I use an eclectic approach in therapy, but I really like cognitive behavioral therapy because we use the art of brain malleability to restructure and reorganize the brain, and in doing so, we get to learn distinction between what is dangerous, what is neutral, and what is safe. It certainly makes sense that we want to protect ourselves from pain, but I want to challenge you to think through, might we want to protect ourselves from all pain or just unnecessary pain? We should not learn to be pain avoidant, and our body and our mind might take us th- there almost automatically. But pain is the very force that shapes us. It is our friend. It is at the very least, if not our friend, it is a beautiful teacher. Think back to the lessons you've learned the hard way and then ask yourself, did I grow through that? Do I understand the world more accurately because of the pain? I know when I look back at my story, that's almost invariably how I learned. And I've shared with you guys, I try to learn something two or three times before I learn it well, right? That's just the unfortunate piece in my story. But once I learn it, I learn it. And usually that. comes by way of pain. And so I want to share an anecdote. When I was in my early 20s, I was helping coordinate a roommate situation. So there was a a house that I was purchasing because the owners were no longer able to sustain it. And so I said, hey, why don't I take over payments? I'll invite some roommates in. And this was back in 2009-ish. So the housing market had burst and a lot of people were looking for roommates, that sort of thing. And unfortunately, I was very naive. I was like 21 at the time. I didn't know boo about business. I didn't know anything about you know, eliciting roommates. Is it eliciting roommates? Either way, enlisting roommates. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say here. So I put out a Craigslist ad and unfortunately I got scammed by way of about $3,500 because someone took advantage of my naivety. Now I will say I have not committed a financial faux pas to that degree since then because I learned it the hard way. I learned to verify before I trust. I learned to ask questions. I learned to not cover up that gut feeling that something might be off. So even over the last month or so I've been trying to sell a piece of workout equipment and invariably I'm only getting scam responses. Now I'm doing this on Facebook Marketplace and that is just rife right now with scams too unfortunately. And so people will say things like, "Well, I'm not able to pick it up, but so and so will pick it up for me and this is the cash app I'd like to pay you with." And I'm like, "Look, I'm I've learned the hard way. I'm not a moron take your business elsewhere. There is no way I'm going to believe this. But I learned that lesson a decade and a half ago the hard way, but it stuck. And if someone else told me their tale, I wouldn't necessarily have learned from it. I would have been like, oh, poor you. And I probably would have been naive enough to engage that on my own as I walked into adulthood. But because I learned that in my early 20s, I've been able to really stymie any sort of additional exploitation that way, but I had to learn it the hard way. As I've walked the path of divorce, there has been huge relational costs in doing so but i have learned copious amounts of things that i want to do differently in my life because of the excruciating pain of what it looks like to intertwine with someone and then to disentangle from them it is absolutely excruciating and so i had to learn the hard way what it looks like to grow in skills what it looks like to grow in boundaries what it looks like to grow in assertiveness and what it looks like to grow in wisdom And so as much as that was a treacherous path to walk and as much as I would want to redo things a hundred times over the last 10 years to maybe get a different outcome, I learned. I learned it the hard way. I learned through pain. But I learned. So one of the anecdotes that really stuck out to me um, early on in the divorce process, something I was acutely aware of is just my vulnerability as a woman going out into the world and navigating it alone. I didn't have, you know, brute force behind me anymore to kind of have my back. And so I started taking self-defense classes in addition to boxing and in a few other things. But in my self-defense class, I liked this style so much because there was a lot of hand-to-hand contact. And they specifically said to us, you're not going to learn any other way. You're going to have to navigate getting hands put on you. You're going to have to navigate being put in compromised and painful positions because you will learn significantly more if we demonstrate to you what that pain feels like. So one of the things they had shown us was to take kind of two fingers, your, um, your pointer finger and your middle finger, and to jab them at the bottom of the throat. And they actually came up to us and throat jabbed us, not as though they were a perpetrator, but it, w- it was pretty impactful and it actually was significantly painful. But they said this has a twofold benefit. Number one, because you endured that pain, you now know that you need to protect yourself from it going forward. You also know that you can use that pain as a weapon against someone else if and when the situation calls for it. But we don't learn about its effectiveness or the need to protect ourselves if we don't experience that pain. So yes, that maneuver was painful to receive, but pain is a beautiful teacher and it gave me strategies for going forward and living life a little bit more equipped to deal with hard situations. And here's a solid life truth. We can't avoid pain. And if you focus on avoiding pain, you're going to notice that you sacrifice so many good parts of life too. That's going to inevitably happen. One of my favorite mentors, what he says when it relates to relationships, he does a lot of couples therapy. And he very candidly says, when someone's like, this is painful, he says, yes, because to love someone is to invite pain into your life. Parents, if you want to love your kids well, there will be pain involved in that. If you want to love your parents well, kids, there will be pain involved in that. People will let us down. If you want to invite a significant other into your story, there will be pain involved in that. There's no other way around it. Relationships will involve pain but if you plan on getting close to people that's the price you have to be willing to pay if you plan on being the best version of yourself that refinement happens through pain it happens through life experience it happens through rolling your sleeves up and getting into the grit of things and experiencing the hard but again i go back to you do not invite unnecessary pain into your life you don't go out seeking refinement you don't go out intentionally causing harm or damage to yourself but you also don't want to stay naive. You don't want to protect yourself from the fact that there are hard things out there. You want to be prepared for it. You want to build skills and strategies. It's going to take time, intentional effort, and it's often going to take pain. But when life hands us a blow, we have the opportunity to to learn from it. One of my favorite adages, don't get bitter, get better. Look at each pain point as an opportunity asking, what am I supposed to learn from this? Or how am I being asked to grow through this? Do not let pain be a wasted opportunity. Do not let it level you if you have to hit pause for a minute i get it because pain is excruciating at least some forms of pain can be excruciating but if we grow through what we go through it's never wasted thanks so much for taking the time to listen please share this content with friends and family feel free to connect with stephanie at healing through pain 21 at gmail.com until next time be well